a massive movement, a rite of passage, a classic coming-of-age account of crazy kids, their crushes, and their cars. Rev your engines. We'll discover this timeless teenage tale as we get to know Greece on this week's episode of FYI. Welcome to For Your Info. English. You got it. Hello, 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 my amigos, and welcome to another exciting edition of FYI, the weekly podcast where we take you on an adventure. We take you to tons of different places in your English journey. So, folks, if you came here to explore, if you came to have fun, you came to the right place. And remember, this is our, I think it's 50, no, yeah, uh, wait, 25, I got to do the math here, guys, 25 plus 30, 55th episode. That is awesome. Thank you so much. Guys, I, I look at the statistics and I'm not, you know, big on statistics. In fact, as you guys know, numbers, uh, I, I try and, and run the other way, ir hacia el otro lado when I see numbers. But I do see a trend, una tendencia, and that is that FYI is growing. So that's thanks to you guys, all my FYIers, and all my patrons as well. And guys, remember, there's a bonus part to this. Every week you get bonus audio. You can get PDF documents with all the vocabulary. Uh, there are over 350 words and expressions every week. Plus, you can get weekly and monthly classes with me. And all that is on Patreon.com. If you go over to Patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso, you can find out more. Remember, if you have any questions, you can always reach out. And speaking of patrons, which is mecenas in Spanish, well, this is a great time to thank them because they are technically the producers of this show because this show would not be possible without them. So a big shout out to all my patrons and a special shout out to my super duper students, Javier, Francisco, Tony, David, Roberto, Jose Maria, Mila, Alex, Patricio, Edgar, and Loles. And of course, my interstellar students, Carmen, Diego, Diana, and Pilar. Thank you so much for making this possible. As I always tell my students, you guys aren't the only ones learning. No sois los únicos que estáis aprendiendo de semana a semana. So, we're here to talk about Greece. Now, Greece means many different things, and we can start with that. The naming. Well, now, many of you know this. If you have my book, this book is The Milk. I believe it's in that one. Remember, I have four books, guys. I have English Everywhere. This book is The Milk. This book is The Remilk. 
and English on the go. And you can buy those books wherever fine books are sold. And I think we looked at the word Greece in one of my books. I just can't remember which one right now. But Greece has three meanings uh, in this case, and I, I only realized two of them. I didn't realize that third one until I prepared this episode. So as I just said, and I'll say a million times, you aren't the only ones learning. I'm learning every day, and I'm learning some fascinating things and sharing them with you. So Greece, what is Greece? Well, Greece is what they had in their hair. You say brillantina. This is hair grease. But also, it was very popular to work on your cars. And we call these people grease monkeys or greasers because, bueno, la grasa del coche, el aceite. But there's a third meaning, as I said. And think about junk food, comida basura. What does that have? It's full of grease, right? <laughs> so it was a generation, the 1950s, right? It's uh, paying homage or tribute to the 1950s. So the grease generation in so many more ways than just grease. But of course, the first one that came to mind when I saw it as a kid was their hair. Because we used to say, you know, people who put a lot of grease or gel in their hair, jealous gomina, well, uh, we would call them greasers. But again, also people who work on their cars, mechanics. So, so many different meanings in one simple word. Grease is the word, is the word, it's got meaning. And speaking of music, I hope you guys enjoyed my cover. Cover is another way to say version. You can say version or cover of the song. Did you guys like it in the intro? <laughs> All right, it wasn't great, but you know, you know me. I love playing around, and if we smile, if we have some fun, if we laugh, if we learn, then goal accomplished. So speaking of the intro, let's start with the intro. We hear the bell, and every time you hear that, you think, saved by the bell. Not the TV show so much as the expression, ooh, saved by the bell. Now that ui is very Spanish. We don't say ui, we say phew, phew, saved by the bell. And there I go with my alliteration. It's so much more than merely, meramente, a movie or a musical. Let's pronounce that word, musical. Es raro porque tiene la u de u y la, el sonido zeta, right? Musical. It's a massive movement, and that's true. I mean, think about that. Think of how many people started dressing like these people and, you know, wearing their hair like Danny Zuko or dressing like Sandra D. I mean, it was a movement in every sense of the word, and it was massive, and it still is. That's the crazy part. Greece is still a huge part of everyone's lives, I think, of pop culture in general. And that's why I said it's a rite of passage. A rite of passage es un rito, I think you say in Spanish. It's something that takes you from, uh, you know, being a girl, girlhood into womanhood or boyhood into manhood. A rite of passage. And then I used the adjective coming of age. We, we talk about this a lot when we talk about movies about young people growing up. So this is a classic coming of age account. And account is another way of saying una historia, una interpretación of crazy kids, their crushes. Remember, I know you know that word crush, but uh, to use it in context, it's to have a crush on 
somebody. So you could say, he was my crush, or I had a crush on him. And of course, their cars. And then you heard that muscle car. Nosotros llamamos estos coches americanos super tochos con el motor. Those are called muscle cars. And I said, rev your engines. Rev is uh, revolucionar, no? Calienta motores, I think you would say in Spanish. We will rediscover. And I purposely put rediscover because who hasn't discovered Greece. Uh, we're just going to look at look at it a, a little bit deeper, we should say. We'll rediscover this timeless de todos los tiempos. Y es verdad, it takes place in the 50s, but uh, let's be honest, we can all relate to it. That crush, you know, your buddies, uh, peer pressure. Peer pressure es esto de decir, vamos, fuma. Si no fumas, no eres adulto. You know, this pressure that kids get from their peers, sus Iguales. So it's a timeless teenage tale. And tale is otra forma de decir cuento. And today we're going to get to know Greece. So, of course, let's start at the beginning. Where did it all start? Well, it started as a musical. That's right, a stage musical on stage. And this was in 1971. And the idea or the stage play was created by an advertising copywriter named Jim Jacobs and a high school, remember the pronunciation there, high school, if you don't remember it, maybe you should listen to the high school episode again, uh, a high school art teacher named Warren Casey. So they co-wrote it together. And then in 1978, so that's about uh, six years later, six or seven years later, the movie came out. And today we're going to talk about the movie because some people saw the play and there were some really famous people in the play, as we'll see later on. But what really made this a hit, an astounding success, was the film, the 1978 film. Now, as I said before, the film came out in 1978 but it's set in 1958. So it came out, it salió, or it was released in 78, and set, or it takes place, in 1958. So you have a couple different ways to express that idea. But the original stage production was a lot raunchier, and raunchy is obsceno, right? It was a lot raunchier than what we ended up seeing on the big screen. Now, they used an urban Chicago high school as their inspiration. So, in the original stage production, there was profanity and these kind of antics. Antics are payasadas, uh, you know, that teens talking about sex and all these normal things. But of course, in the United States, we love our censorship. <laughs> we love to say, whoa, 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 you can't show people holding hands. So uh, they toned it down for the movie. I guess that's to, to reach more audiences. One of the original uh, ideas they had when they were adapting it was to make it into an animated movie, like a cartoon movie, which kind of makes sense, too. I guess I could see that. But they said, in the end, you know what? Live action. Live action is con humanos. So what they did is, you know, in order to kind of get the best of both worlds, they did both. And if you remember, the opening credits of Greece 
are animated. So both parties got their way. Salieron con la suya. It, they were able to keep that animation in there in the opening credits, but it ended up being a live action film. And now that I think about it and say it aloud, I can't imagine this as a cartoon. I can only imagine John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John. I mean, who else? Well, what if I told you there were some other people that Hollywood had in mind? We'll discover that a little bit later on in the show. Oh, and going back to the title, and remember that word, title. It's a weird one to pronounce, and, and obviously we pronounce subtitles the same. So titles and subtitles. I hope when you watch Grease, you don't have to watch it with subtitles. But I'll give you my advice on that. Here's my advice. If you need subtitles, use them. If you don't need them, don't. And obviously, if you really, really need them, start in Spanish. You know, put them in Spanish uh, with the audio in English so you don't miss anything. Then you can switch to English and then eventually maybe do away with them. And to do away with this, deshacerse de ellos. But I never realized this connection here. There are a lot of uh, titles, I should say, uh, plays, movies in American pop culture that have to do with hair and the products that we put in our hair. So the show's title, Grease, as I said, Brillantina, was kind of riffing on or spoofing on to spoofus a una parodia. It's spoofing on hair. Do you guys know that one? Hair from Broadway. It's a, a very important Broadway musical. So Grease, hair, hair. If In fact, if you're not familiar with hair, you're probably familiar with one of the songs from the musical Hair. This is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. Mira, con todas las canciones, all the good songs there are in Greece, and I'm singing something from hair. Well, I never saw the relation, but I guess there is some weird connection between Greece, the musical hair, and then hairspray. And I think they all deal with a different generation, too, because hair is the 60s, Greece is the 50s, and hairspray, if I'm not mistaken, 60s, 70s, around that time. Uh, and I've seen, I've seen all three of these musicals. Look at that. <laughs> yes, I, obviously, I've seen the movie Greece, but uh, many times in the United States, you'll see a revival of this classic musical on Broadway. And my mother and I went to see it. It was fantastic. And another thing, too, that makes Grease very popular is I believe that the royalties for this are cheaper or more accessible than other productions. So you see a lot of local productions, a lot of high schools that do Grease. And so that makes it, that's another thing that just makes it far-reaching. Que llega a todas partes. Now, I imagine you figured this one out on your own, but nobody in the cast, in El Reparto, was uh, able to go to high school. Well, not legally. I mean, they were all a lot older than a normal high school age. Uh, John Travolta, for example, who played Danny Zuko, he was 23 at the time of filming. Olivia Newton-John, who played his love interest, Sandy, 
She was 29. She was older than him. In fact, that was something that worried her. She demanded, exigió a screen test with John Travolta to see if it would work because she said, wait, people are not going to buy it. La gente no se lo va a creer. And, uh, well, it worked. <laughs> Obviously, as I said, we can't imagine other people in those roles. But Carrie Fisher, for example, Princess Leia, she was being considered for the role of Sandy, or as we know her, Sandra D. The oldest cast member was Rizzo. She was 33, while the actress, Stockard Channing, was 33 at the time of filming. So it reminds me of, you know, when we watched uh, 90210, you call it sensación de vivir. Nobody was under 25 in the cast. <laughs> but hey, uh, it was believable and it worked. I did read somewhere that the director used a softer lens. Una, you say, objetivo, no? De la cámara, eh, más suave. To give them more of, you know, you don't want to see any wrinkles or any crow's feet. Now, this next fact I thought was just astounding, especially in this day and age. Hoy en día, the actress who played Marty, her name was Dina Manoff. Well, supposedly she couldn't dance. She had two left feet, as we say in English. So you know what they did? They excluded her character from all the dance numbers. Nowadays, you would not be cast in Greece if you could not act, sing, and dance. And I imagine, too, because when they cast this movie to cast as Buscar Los Actores, they did a nationwide search. I think there were casting calls or auditions in every state. Did you know that there's an Elvis Presley connection in the movie? Well, actually, there's a couple connections. I'll tell you one now, and I'll tell you the other one in the bonus part, where we're going to look at a lot of behind-the-scenes facts. I don't know if you guys remember the Teen Angel, the role, El Papel de Teen Angel. Well, this role was originally offered to none other than, oh, thank you, thank you very much, Elvis Presley. That's right. Now, why didn't he take the role? Why did he turn it down? Well, we'll find that out and some other interesting Elvis connections in the bonus part of today's show. I'll also tell you about all the different high schools where the filming took place. So next time you're out in California, you can go take a look at this piece of movie history. I'll also tell you all about the Broadway show and how Patrick Swayze and Richard Gere had something to do with it. What? You heard right. I'll also tell you about behind-the-scenes romances. That's right. Some people who fell in love or fell out of love. We'll also look at Grease 2, the follow-up that just couldn't live up to its predecessor. And to live up to is dar la talla, llegar a las expectativas de. It was a flop. La palabra flop es un fracaso cuando hablamos de películas o de canciones. And we'll take a look at that in the bonus part. And we'll see what the high school musical 
connection is as well. All that and much more in the bonus part. Remember, if you want to get bonus audio, think about becoming a patron. It's patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. And we couldn't talk about Greece without talking about the soundtrack. La Banda Sonora. I mean, it's one of the greatest parts of the movie. Obviously, the dancing as well, but that music is catchy and it will stay with you forever. And I think it hits even some of the most basic elements in music. I mean, I'm no expert, but when I see my daughter going, rama lama ding dang bang 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 to bop I'm like, whoa, she gets it. So there's something elemental, there's something basic about the rhythms and the the whole doo-wop 1950s. Well, if you think about it, music in the 1950s was very melodic. Harmony was so important. So, uh, you know, you could say it's almost the perfect soundtrack. My favorite one, I have to say, is, You're the one that I want. You're the one. ¿Qué es lo que dice? You're the one that I want. It is el hola. You're the one that I want. Uh, uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Honey, the one that I want. It is la que quiero. But I remember when I was a kid and I went to Almeria, my friends would say, I got you to multiply it. And I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> what is I got you? <laughs> so uh, I recommend you guys go through the musical with the lyrics. You can do your own karaoke on YouTube. But what he really says is, I've got chills. Tengo escalofríos, they're multiplying, se multiplican, and I'm losing control, y estoy perdiendo el control, cause of fire, or oh, the power, not the fire, el poder, you know, la energía, the power, you're supplying, it's electrifying. Also, another great song, Summer Lovin' Happens So Fast, Boom Boom, Summer Lovin', or isn't it called now, Learning English, Having a Blast, Pasándolo en Grande, isn't that what we're doing here? And how could we forget about Grease Lightning, go Grease Lightning, she's supreme, she's supreme, oh Grease Lightning. I know you're dancing right now where you are, stand up if you want, I get it, I feel like standing up too, but then I won't be sitting in front of the microphone and you won't hear what I'm saying. But I'm dancing in my chair here. Now, here's an interesting thing about Grease Lightning. This was originally supposed to be Jeff Conway's song. Now, who is Jeff Conway? We're going to find out a lot about him in the bonus part. He played the role of Kanicki in the movie. But we'll find out how he was originally Danny Zuko and... uh, We'll find out some other interesting stories about this guy, Jeff Conway. But in this case, he had to swallow his pride. Why? Well, the song was originally his for his character. And John Travolta came, you know, Danny Zuko, the lead, El Principal. And he's like, hey, whoa, whoa, hey, I'm Danny Zuko. I want this song. I want to be honest with you here. I want this and uh, and I'm going to I'm going to talk to the producers and I'm going to get it. You know why? Because I've got clout and clout is tiron. And did it work? Well, who did the song? John Travolta. So poor Jeff Conway. And we're also going to talk about how he got injured on the set. I mean, he fell in love, uh, this uh, unrequited love. Oh man. Poor we they should make a movie just about Jeff Conway. <laughs> What happened during and after Greece? 
and the producer, Alan Carr, well, he originally had the Beach Boys in mind, which, if you think about it, Grease, Latin, Go, it's got that kind of Beach Boys sound. So look at John Travolta snagging the song from his colleague. Oh, man. John, I gotta say, that one, that one doesn't get you any new followers. And then there were four tunes, canciones, remember, that were added at the last minute. And when you think about this, these, thank God uh, that somebody said at the last minute, we got to put these songs in because they're just some of the best songs. The first one being Grease. Grease is the word, is the word, it's got meaning. Sandy, and you're the one that I want. Now, You're the One That I Want is probably one of the most famous songs. Well, it wasn't in the movie until the end. And they decided, well, we're going to add a couple songs. And also, the, the last one, I said there were four, Hopelessly Devoted to You, which was the big ballad that Olivia Newton-John sang. And, well, this one gave her an Oscar nomination. So I just want you to imagine the movie Grease without the song Grease, Sandy, you're the one that I want and hopelessly devoted to you. It just wouldn't be the same. So it's just interesting how sometimes these little decisions later on in the game sometimes are the game changers. And finally, on September 22nd, 1978, Greece hit theaters. And it was like nothing anyone had ever seen before. Theaters had lines around the block. It was, I mean, people were knocking each other over to get in and see it. People were seeing it multiple times. It was a huge hit. People wanted to see what it was about. But it wasn't a huge hit with critics. And this is what this is why I always say, you know, don't listen to everybody's voice. Listen to the voices that count. Because the general public, you know, the audiences were loving it. They were walking out of the theater going, Ramalama ding dang. But critics, they panned it. And to pan is poner a parir. The Today Show, a popular show in the United States, said that it was quote-unquote visual junk food. And the New York Daily News, the guy who reviewed it there, said it should, and I quote, really be covered on the obituary page. Que deberían cubrir esto en la página de la gente que muere. Oh my God. Well, the critics were wrong. They were all wrong. So maybe that's a little lesson. Sometimes we've got to silence the critics and listen to our own inner voices. And I'm glad they decided to do that because Grease became the highest grossing film in 1978. The soundtrack was the second best-selling album of the year only behind Saturday Night Fever, which was also John Travolta. And it's a huge success to this day. So I think we're going to wrap up this first part saying that. Don't let the noise from outside drown out your own inner voice. Listen to yourself because somewhere deep inside, you have the answers. All right, guys, I'm sorry to get philosophical on you, but hey, there's always a philosophical angle. But right now, we're going to go take a quick break and we'll be back in a moment with the second part of today's F. Why? 